Greetings and hello, and welcome to the show. On today's episode, you're going to hear from Ryan Dowdy. Ryan is someone who helps seven and eight figure CEOs generate sales on demand without using more of their time. And she does this by helping them build high performing sales teams. Now in this episode, you're going to want to grab a pen and a pad and take lots of notes because Ryan really delivers the goods and you're gonna learn everything that you need to know to get started building your own high-performing sales team today. So take care and get ready to learn right now. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tony. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're so excited to have you because I have to tell you that sales is almost like that four-letter word or five-letter word that most of us really don't like to do. We don't like to sell, right? Right. We don't like to do it at all. So a lot of people, they like to, I guess, what you could call work in their business and on their business when they should be doing more things like strategy and stuff like that. But it sounds like you free them from the dreaded sales and you help them to put systems and teams in place so that they can run their business more smoothly. Why don't you just tell us about that? Yeah, so absolutely. You're, you're totally right. Um, sales is for sure a four letter word. And uh, there, there's two things that happens, right? There's the new entrepreneur phase and then there's the, the business growth phase, right? And in the business growth phase, we do have to learn to sell, right? Like we have to be able to sell it if we're ever going to teach anybody else to sell it, right? If we're ever going to be able to have that high performing sales team. So the first thing we have to do is we have to master that, right? But then once we get to that point in our business where we create that bottleneck, where we're the reason that the business isn't growing because we're doing the work, right? We're serving our clients. We are uh, leading team in some capacity or another, right? Maybe we have contractors or other employees that we're supporting in the business. And it literally gets to a point where the business can only grow with as much time as available on your calendar. And that's when it's time to really start thinking about hiring a sales team in your business. And this is very common practice um, in the corporate world, right? Um, in traditional business, um, you know, there's sales teams are a thing, but for some reason in online entrepreneurship, this piece is um, somewhat of a pain point for a lot of people to let go of um, out of a fear of losing control, out of a fear of slowing down business growth, out of a fear of clients needing to talk to them to do business with them if you're the strategist and the thought leader. Uh, so it's it's we do a lot of things as far as overcoming the mindset, really helping you set your business up for success so you can bring in a salesperson. Um, and then ultimately understanding that for your sales team to be successful, they need the training and the support um, to be able to deliver uh, at a rate that allows you to do whatever it is you want with that time back in your day or you know disappear for six weeks every summer in the business and know that revenue will not come to a halt. Um, because you're not there. That's what now, I mean. Now, you know, um, that that's pretty awesome and amazing. And what I believe is that I think that a lot of people think because we have social media and we have, you know, this whole digital space that you don't have to do that anymore. But I would venture to say that, you know, no, you do have to do this in your business. You do have to set these systems up and these sales teams up because social media today is not the same as it was many, many years ago. And also 
a lot of people are kind of used to the sales funnel and they're used to, you know, seeing the sales pages, the landing pages, the sales videos. They're used to the process. They're used to the launch, you know, the three videos and then comes to sale or the webinar and then comes to sale. So they're used to that model. And what I found to be successful today are people that are not using social media in that way. People that are using social media almost as their digital Rolodex. So they're using it to find people, but then they're pulling people out of social media and closing them with real conversations. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you on today, because I think that if there's a mindset shift that needs to happen with a lot of entrepreneurs. And I believe that once they get this piece working in their business, especially with the coaches, you know, the coaching industry, there's so many of them and you, you have to close people. That's how you stay in business. And the only way you can really close people, especially if it's something that's high ticket, is really with a good sales team and, you know, a good sales script. So why don't you tell me about what the process looks like when you first start working with people? Sure. Um, that's, a, that's a great question. And you are like, uh, believe it or not, guys, I did not tee her up for that. But that's like 110 uh, percent, you know, what we believe. So and I'm actually kind of Tony, I'm a I'm a both and not an either or. Right. Funnels and webinars and launches and stuff, they, they absolutely positively still work. Um, it is just now a matter of adding in that human to human element, right? I think that today's consumer is tired of the funnel. They're tired of the, you know, the false urgency, the FOMO marketing, all the drama that goes into it. And they want to figure out, do you know your stuff? And then they want to figure out what are you selling and how much does it cost? And then they want to get on the phone with a human and decide, Hey, is this a good fit for me? So, uh, we're 110% speaking the same language. Um, so, you know, when we start with clients, all of our clients are coming at us from like from different perspectives, but the first thing that we do, um, work with them on is really understanding what does your ideal client look like online? Like you said, I love what you just said about social media being our digital Rolodex, right? Do you know how to go through your digital Rolodex and find your people? Do you know who you're looking for? Right. Um, and then do you know how to engage those people? Right. How do we get in front of those people? How do we get their attention? How do we cut through the noise uh, that is social media today? Right. And then how do we, um, you know, become that person who is both interested and interesting and draw them into conversation and ultimately qualify them and get them into a sales conversation or um, a conversion event of some kind. So it just kind of depends on, on where they're starting. Um, but it's also really understanding and you said this at the beginning is like, what is social selling and what is it not mm -hmm. to me? Social selling is just the, the, the platform in which we use, right. In traditional business, there was inside sales and outside sales, right. Inside sales uses the phone outside sales goes out into the wild, meets people, shakes hands, social media, social sales. We just leverage social media as our primary tool, but the goal always Tony is to get them off of, out of the DMS and into a sales conversation. Um, if you're selling something high ticket. If you're selling something low ticket, you want to sell on the, the DMs like game on, you do you. Um, but I find that today's consumer uh, really does appreciate that human to human connection and feeling really seen and heard and understood. And they're tired of like the false, this is a real person in my inbox when it's, you know, they know it's a bot, like they're just today's consumers over it. So we really help people bring that human to human connection back into their business to ultimately uh, close more business and to build 
you know, long-term sustainable sales pipelines um, that just don't exist in this like turn and burn webinar environment. Yeah, I think, you know, um, there's this one, <clears throat> excuse me, but there's this one person that I love and one of the things, he's, he's like a coach. And one of the things that he recently did was he did a funnel that called for you to get a person on a webinar. And then from the webinar, you got them on the phone. So, you know, from the webinar, you book a call, but it's like, once you get them on the phone, you have to know exactly what to say. You have to know exactly what to do to really, you know, close those sales. Now, I personally think that a good sales script that's catered to your business is worth gold. Now, is that something that you and your people, your team, is that something that you guys work on helping people to create their sales script? Yeah, yes and no, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, so we really, we help people with their sales messaging and their overall framework. Okay. Right. Um, you, and you can use the word script for that, but for me, I really love the word framework because I like us to not get stuck in, okay, now I say this. Okay. Now I say that. Okay. Now I say this and losing that human to human connection mm-hmm. in that conversation, right? If Tony goes off down a rabbit hole telling me about her dream is to, you know, whatever, be able to travel the country for an entire summer. Um, you know, I want to be able to follow her down that rabbit hole and then bring her back to where I need to take her, um, in the sales conversation. So we're really big on frameworks, but also to, to lend into that idea of the script of knowing what information is important, right? What do we need to know to be able to position, um, our solution as the exact right solution. So we're somewhere in the middle. We work within a framework and some guidelines so that we really do allow that freedom of, human to human connection and just allowing that to happen. Um, and and I'm going to give you a story as to why I feel strongly about this. I in the DMS with someone on social media, she friend requested me and was, you know, talking to me and all this other stuff, which I'm fine with. I love when people pop in my DMS and talk to me, like I'm fine with it, but she was asking me my questions about like my health and fitness goals and, you know, how I was staying in shape. This was during the pandemic, you know, when we were on total lockdown, she was like, how are you keeping up with your fitness? And I, you know, was talking to her. I was like, okay, where are we going with this? And then she comes around and says, like, so what, why do you think that, um, why do you think that you're not at your fitness goal or what do you, why are you struggling? Or what is the reason you think you aren't where you want to be or something like that? And my response was, I never told you that I wasn't. <laughs> I, I never said that I was not at my fitness goals. Like you should right. not ask me that question. Right. And so that's what I always be like, want to be careful to not be too scripted because she was very clearly just, here's my list of questions. Here's what I ask next without ever really understanding that response. So that's why I focus on like frameworks and like information that we want to pull out. So we don't put our foot in the mouth by asking a question that doesn't belong just because it's on the script. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Right now. I'm glad you you said that because I think that oftentimes when you hire people, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a part of your sales team. Mm -hmm. Now, is there some special training that you take people through so that they don't fall into those types of traps? Because some people, you know, now listen, we could have a whole different podcast on how to hire your first employee right? Because there are employees that will do exactly what you say. 
So if you give them a script, they're going to read it exactly the way you have it written down there. But is there a special way that you work with people so that they don't fall into those types of traps? Because that's a big one where people will just go down the list and ask list and ask the questions. And, you know, it, and it could be very much so that the person who created the framework, like you like to call it, really didn't think that all the way through. So, I mean, because if you would have thought it through, then that, you know, that would not have been positioned the way it was. Maybe that would have been the first question, you know, are you struggling with, you know, reaching your or maintaining your weight loss goals or something like that? So, you know, so do you capture those types of pitfalls in creating the framework or can you capture some of those pitfalls in the training of the individuals or is it a combination of both? Definitely a combination of both. Okay. So we teach, a, um, like when we're, we're in the DMs using that as an example, we teach a, a, a process we call the six pillars of qualifying, which are six pieces of information that we need to know to figure out is this person my person? Are they someone I should even make an invitation to a sales conversation, right? Um, and so we have all the pillars mapped out, like we help them map them out, um, Tony, but then how they get to discovering those pillars is totally up to them. So they kind of have a checklist of information that they're looking for, but it can, it can happen in a really organic and natural way. Um, but then also one of the big things, and this is the reason why we created Social Sellers Academy, is the idea of like practice, 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 right? They say that mastery takes 10,000 hours. Um, Kelly Roach is my business partner. She always says that, you know, we want to train for business like athletes train for sport. You know, athletes practice, right? They practice day in and day out before, you know, a swimmer ever gets in the pool for a meet. They've, you know, they've swam God knows how many, you know, so we also focus on the practice piece, Tony, so that they learn how to think on their feet, right? We run the drills, we throw things at them um, so that they're able to think critically and still be able to get to their six pillars. So it's a little bit of both, right? It's giving them the roadmap, right? But it's also making sure that they've run the drills enough that they know how to, uh, you know, how to take the detours when they need to. Yeah, because I, I guess you get to a certain point in any business where if you've done it long enough, you yep. will know all the pitfalls and all the paths that you can go down and all the different rabbit holes you can travel down with individuals because your target market will only have but a, a few kind of objections or things that you probably will have to overcome, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It definitely gets to the point where there's, you know, five, six, seven different scenarios that happen mm -hmm. pretty consistently. Um, and then, you know, anything else is just an outlier, So <laughs> I, right. There comes a point where there's not a whole lot of objections or pushback or stalls that you're going to get from someone, um, that are outside of, you know, a core few. Yeah. And then I think the only way you get to it is if you do it, Amen. <laughs> the only way you Amen. find take it, action, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. So I, I love this conversation. Let's, let me ask you this though. What are some of the things that people are doing wrong when it comes down to social selling? Uh, I actually think there's, there's two camps here, right, Tony? Okay. They're either avoiding it like the plague, um, meaning they are just choosing to not engage with their audience and their people on social media um, because of a million different reasons, right? There's people afraid of being pushy. There's people afraid of being salesy. There's people afraid of, be, you know, not wanting to 
whatever, right? So there's some people that are like, yeah, no, sure. I have 15,000 Instagram followers, but I've never had a conversation with any of them, you know, outside of my email list, right? There's that camp. So to me, we're missing an opportunity to go build that human to human connection. Uh, and then there's the group of people who are, um, over, well, there's a couple things. I'm going to bring up a few different things. There is a, there's the group of people who are just, it's just a straight pitch from go. Um, and I always tell my people that we don't, we don't pitch unless we have permission, right? Like nobody should ever be surprised to be in a sales conversation. So I think when you say social selling people are like, oh, well, I'm just going to get in the DMS and be like, oh, I'm a copywriter. Hey, you know, do you need somebody to write your sales page? Right. But without any of the qualification to do that. So you see some of that happening. We see the people who are, um, again, kind of the example of the, the health coach gal that I chatted with that are just trying to like follow a script. Um, and that's not going very well for them either. Um, or there's like this spray and pray mentality where we just copy and paste and send the same message to everybody without any personalization. And to me, I think that's like the biggest biggest missed opportunity is assuming that you should approach every single person the same way. Um, so we teach a really, really a lot around like, how do we personalize? How do we get someone's attention? Um, because, you know, if somebody feels like a message was copied and pasted and sent to 400 people, they're not going to want to engage with you, right? They're not going to want to have a conversation with you. They're not going to feel special in any way, shape or form. Um, whereas if you just take a couple of seconds and really personalize that message or, you know, pay attention, small stuff like selling their name, right? Right. Like I'm Ryan with two N's, like you're Tony with an I, like as soon as you spell my name wrong, we're like done here, right? Like just really pay attention to um, those small details. So like I said, there's a few different camps happening. It's we're avoiding altogether. It's we're just going straight to the, um, straight to the, you know, to the sale, or we're following our script blindly, or we're copying and pasting and we're, we're just, you know, kind of a spray and pray mentality. So those are some of the biggest offenders, if you will, where I feel like people are missing an opportunity to leverage social media in a really powerful way. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've seen, I think, almost all of that, even though one of the best ones I saw recently was someone who does uh, caricature images of, of you. And one of the things that they took the time to do was, I guess they digitalized your photos or something like that. Okay. They took one of my photos and digitalized it. And then they sent it to me and they said, well, how do you like this? And would you mind promoting me on your page? And I thought that that was good because that digital photo is something that I now can use. And they took the time to add value and give me something. And then they proceeded with the ask. You know, yeah. and the ask is, you know, can I, would you mind promoting me on your page? And I absolutely did it after that because who wouldn't, right? That's so right. Um, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because one of the things that I tell my people all the time is that, you know, there's this song that says it goes down in the DM, right? Right. And I tell them all the time, it goes down in a DM. You guys are using social media wrong. And I don't think they really understood what I was talking about. But I think that this conversation really is an eye-opening one. And I think that people will, will get it. And I, I often believe that it's even more than, I think it's more than even spelling their name right or getting their name right. I think it's really kind of, if you took a step back and really even looked at their 
pages and their accounts and you saw a little bit, it did, doesn't even have to take long, but just a little bit of what's going on with them, then you could say, oh, wow, those were great pictures of your family. I bet you had a great time. And then, you know, just like, just even those few words okay. can make the difference. Could say, oh, wow, they were watching. Or even the fact if you're on IG and you looked at some pictures and saw some things that were going on and you liked a couple of their photos and made a, a comment and then you proceeded to the DM. And, you know, I think that that makes a big difference difference because there's this whole idea of no like and trust yep. and we we definitely don't trust the bots no and we definitely don't trust the hey <laughs> have you seen have you seen those like just hey and it's mm -hmm. like hey like what am I supposed to do with that <laughs> And that's what they're counting on that, like the human curiosity of like, what do you want from me is so strong that you'll respond. Right. Um, I recently downloaded some, some scripts, sales scripts from someone I'm always watching and learning. And literally the recommendation, Tony, was that we should make some mistakes or some typos or misspell some words in our DMs to be more relatable. And I was like, who is, who is teaching this garbage? Like, no. So like, there's all sorts of stuff. There's that. Wow. Hey, or yeah. You know, um, like I had somebody send me a message the other day. She, she messaged me and I, I read it, but there was no call to action or anything in it. So I was like, okay, where's this going? And then she responds back with you there question mark. And I was like, where, like, you didn't ask me anything. You didn't tell me to do anything. You just kind of vomited on me about what you do. And then you said, you there question mark. So like, some of those things of, yeah, it's, it's the wild west out there. And those are the types of pitfalls that we really help our clients try to overcome or, you know, avoid by again, focusing on if you wouldn't do it in person, if you wouldn't do it on the phone, if you wouldn't do it, if we were in the same room, if you wouldn't say it, then don't do it on the internet. Right. Right. Words, words to live by. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So another question yeah. Do you utilize any type of special tools to help people find their ideal customers on social media? Like say, for instance, you know, LinkedIn has a LinkedIn sales navigator, or there's um, another company called AI or something like that. Do you have any special tools that you recommend to people to use for that? Sure. So it really depends on who your people are. Mm -hmm. Um, so we don't use LinkedIn sales navigator. Um, we do use a tool called seamless.ai, but seamless.ai is a, it's a software that's kind of a list building software. So like I can go in, if I want business owners who own marketing agencies that have less than 50 employees in the United States, and it will build that list for me. Um, and then I can take that list and I can say that, oh, um, you know, Tony Coleman Brown is the CEO of ABC XYZ business. Um, I can go connect with Tony on LinkedIn or um, it will, it actually gives you like LinkedIn profiles and stuff. So we use that, but again, that won't work for everyone because we work in the business to business space, right? So depending on who your people are, um, we also use a tool uh, called Connected um, with a K on LinkedIn. Um, they're a really cool um they're, they are an automation tool, which I'm not a huge fan of, but really all they automate is the, the connection requests. 
So like you can build a list of people you want to connect with and it'll automate your connection requests that'll go out for you. Um, mm -hmm. So that helps us in like my team being able to sit down and build lists um, and then be like, okay, you know, these are all the connection requests for the next two weeks. That part's done. It's happening automated in the background, 20 or 30 a day. And then they just have to go in and start the conversation. So we just use some tools like that. There's some hashtag research tools that um, I know we've looked at in the past. We were never wowed. Um, you know, with us, when it's like, how do I find my people? We typically make recommendations like on Facebook, it's Facebook groups, right? Like there's already a group of your people out there. I promise. Um, on Instagram, it is, you know, what other influencers are they following? What hashtags are they using, et cetera. Um, and then on LinkedIn, obviously, if it's in the business to business space, it is that job title. So the tools that we use are our LinkedIn tools. And we use them because again, we're in that business to business space. That's not always going to be a fit for everyone, but those are the ones we use. Right, right. And I think that I, I think that LinkedIn is really getting up there, though, when it comes down to users and, you know, the platform has grown a lot. The platform has changed a lot as well. And it, it's become a little bit more social. Um, I think it might be getting a little bit too social for me, though, but <laughs> but it's, it's, it's getting there and it's a good it's a good tool. And I think that most people that are on like Instagram and Facebook also will have a LinkedIn account, at least in the United States. Sure. I don't know about other countries because Facebook mm -hmm. has more people outside of the U.S. than inside of the U.S. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's always very different, you know, to depending upon the business. And so with our clients, we usually help them kind of figure out where what are, what are your platforms and, and why, you know, again, we use them all because of who our ideal clients are. But, um, in my first business, when I was working with new entrepreneurs, literally Tony, we just used Facebook. Like we didn't use Instagram. We didn't use LinkedIn. We just used Facebook because that's where our audience was. It was easy for us to show up there. So it's not about being in all the places it's being in the places where your ideal clients are and not kind of, and, and resisting the FOMO of like, must be everywhere. It's like, pick your lane and own it. And that's another reason why I'm such a huge fan of teams is because there's just no way you as a business owner can actually show up on multiple platforms um, alone, you know, and still run your business, right? Like it, there's that that's their full-time job is to create content. And as a CEO or a business owner, that's probably not <laughs> your full-time job. Correct. So um, that's another reason why I'm such a big fan of team. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my uh, girlfriend and who's my business partner also is like, she, you know, I believe with team, it stands for uh, together. Everyone achieves more. And she believes that teamwork makes the dream work. So you Amen. definitely need a team. Um, I've loved, 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 loved this conversation that we've been having. I definitely have learned a lot. But I would like to know a little bit about your your academy that you spoke yeah. about. Sure. So tell us a little bit about the academy. Yeah. So Social Sellers Academy is a 12-month intensive sales training program designed for business owners and their sales teams. So we literally, Tony, we train live five days a week. Um, and we do that from exactly what I described before was that mastery right? Like if we could learn sales from reading a book, um, we would all be really excellent salespeople because there's a lot of really good sales books out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, learn by doing. You said that earlier as well. So we train live five days a week. We're practicing, um, you know, all sorts of different stuff. We do a lot of direct message audits and sales process audits. And um, we focus on the mindset and the productivity and how do we set our time up for success. Um, and then we train our CEOs and business owners around leadership 
and accountability and um, coaching and training their sales teams to be successful. So um, it's a really, like I said, it's, it's designed to be for both the business owner and their team. Um, and it's designed to be like the, the sales training arm of your business. So as a small business owner, uh, you know, as somebody who used to wear the, the title of national sales trainer, um, most of us don't have, you know, the cash to be able to have that person on staff to to polish and train our people. Um, so, you know, that's what really, really seek to be is that sales training arm, both for the business owner um, and the leadership perspective, and then for your sales teams and developing the mastery of their sales skills. That's awesome. So now let me ask you a question because it sounds like there's so much hands-on. Do you guys take people through the process um, at a certain time of the year or can people enroll on an ongoing rolling basis? How do it's you guys open It's open enrollment. It's open okay. Enrollment. Absolutely. We are enrolling people every week. Okay. All right. So you guys uh, are yeah, busy. Starts, you know, the, the membership site walks them through the, the process, right? Start at the top and work your way down. And then the coaching, you know, we round table through, cause just like we said, there, there's not more than, you know, eight to 10 different conversations we need to have. So like today we role-played the beginning of uh, the consultation call, right? Last week we role-played objections. In three weeks, we're gonna be role-playing objections again, right? Last week I did a training on lead generation. In four weeks, we're gonna be having that conversation again. Um, also because repetition, like as far as the adult learning theory and how we learn as adults, like we need to hear things over and over and over and over again. Um, so even if somebody is on day one in the program and somebody else is on month eight in the program, the fundamentals are still the same. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. So how can people become a part of your academy? Yes. Uh, well, we would love to have a conversation with you just to make sure it's a, it's a good fit. There's a few things that are really important to us and the clients that we serve. So if you are interested in the academy, you can go to daily sales on demand for CEOs. Um, there's a tab there that says the Academy where you can get all the information you need and book a conversation with a member of my team. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Social Sellers Academy and a member of my team will reach out and connect with you there. Um, and then finally, if you're just looking for more resources and you're not ready for the Academy yet or you don't have a team yet, you can um, check out our podcast. It's called Daily Sales On Demand for CEOs uh, where we really pull apart all of the things that I just talked about for you. So. Awesome. That is amazing. So I hope that everybody will definitely take advantage of one of those things. It sounds like you guys have a wealth of information out there. I'm definitely going to um, check you guys out and link everything in the show notes. But this has been an amazing conversation, Ryan. I'm so glad that you decided to say yes and come on this show. I know that everybody, all of our listeners is going to get a wealth of information from it. So this was awesome. So thank you. Are there any parting words that you would like to leave with our listeners? Yeah. Well, thank you again for your kind words for, um, for having this conversation and for anyone who is not at that point in your business where you're like, yeah, 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 this is all well and good. Like, but I don't have a sales team or I'm not ready for a sales team or I'm not there yet. Um, I want to tell you that the most important thing that you can do at this phase of your business is just go talk to people. Um, just like we talked about your sales team going to talk to people. Um, that's your job too, right? If you're still the salesperson in your business, so don't get hung up on the idea of like, well, I'm not big enough or I'm not making enough money or I'm not ready yet. Um, you know, business is about relationships. So, um, so whether you are, you know, at that seven figure mark, whether you're, you know, under six figures, uh, you know, talking to people will always be one of the most important things you do in your business. So don't forget that. 
Awesome. Great words to leave us with. I appreciate you being here today, Ryan. This was amazing, like I said, and I will definitely be following you and I'll be spreading the word about what you do because I know that there are quite a few people that need the service that you guys provide. So thank you. Thank you for existing and thank you for being here today. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. So there you have it. Wasn't Ryan great? I truly enjoyed this episode with her and I hope that you did too. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Network for Women in Business podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate us and review us and make sure to tell others about the Network for Women in Business podcast. Take care and see you on the next episode.